Good evening and welcome to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Gary Morgan, on location in Hilton Head, South Carolina, enjoying myself and taking a break from the sun, which is much needed. Um, with me, as always, is my good friend, Jim Stam, co-host. How you doing, brother? I'm good. I can't stand to even look at you right now with palm trees <laughs> in the background. It's currently it's currently very Pittsburgh-y here with... Uh, clouds rain and 70 and very humid so um i hate your guts well carry on i'm sorry for that jim but if you want to feel better about it i found out something horrible about south carolina i'm not sure i can live with it which is these people use hunt's ketchup down here i mean like it's everywhere i'm it's epidemic level hunt's ketchup oh my god it's unreal. I think they're even making cocktail sauce with it because Megan's turning her nose up at that shit, and she never would in the past. Oh, they're maybe a little bit behind the times down there, so we'll excuse it for now. But <laughs> So you got to get some Heinz down here in South Carolina. I think it would be a little better. I did manage to find somehow Southern Tier beer down here, so, you know, so, some good with the bad, right? Yeah, and then and I will say the thing that the South does legitimately well is uh, they make some killer sweet tea. So um, they do, they do. You know, so they get I've a few had, things right. I've had enough that Wilford Brimley is calling me from the grave, <laughs> warning me about diabetes. That sweet tea is a dangerous thing, sir. So, so they're selling good. this. They're selling this stuff in this gas station down here called Extra Sweet Sweet Tea. And I had a little bit of that today. I'm bouncing off walls like a toddler, dude. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, crazy. Because the other stuff wasn't sugary enough. Right, exactly. Sugary drinks, then I'm drinking extra sweet, sweet tea. I mean, like, damn. But, you know, talking about good with the bad, we should probably talk about this Dodgers series a little bit, huh, man? I mean, like, so the Pirates went ahead and, and, and did the thing. They did something that nobody does. This hasn't happened in baseball, period, a lot, let alone this year or with this organization. It's been 22 years since they've beat the Dodgers in L.A. Swept them anyway. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. I saw it was 22 years for the Pirates in L.A. I saw it was almost four calendar years that any team has swept the Dodgers in L.A., Right. I mean, so we're not just talking pirates stuff there. I mean, you know, everybody knows what the Dodgers are and what they have. And, um, you know, man, it was just wild to sit there night after night and, 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 and watch real competitive and to at least pirate fans, it was meaningful. Dodgers fans will tell you it's not right. But, uh, but it certainly was for, for pirate fans, wasn't it? I think that, for one thing, what I learned this this series more than almost anything else, Hayes and Brian Reynolds hold so many cards when it comes to whether that offense ticks or not. If those two are going, everything else falls into place. You can deal with the, with the terrible averages and the lack of contact with almost everyone else if those two are clicking. 
because there's a likelihood that someone else in the lineup will have a good night. And when those two are clicking, you add that in and instant offense. Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, um, Hayes has been just fairly consistent. Reynolds hasn't had that opportunity yet. But, yeah, when they both get going and then there's always going to be a uh, a Chavis that does something or, um, I mean, even some of the younger guys have filled in and, and, and stepped up from game to game. It, it at least gives you a fighting chance on nights where you're not trying to beat a team one nothing, you know. Yeah, and, man, I, I know it's one game and, and we haven't gotten off of the Mitch Keller roller coaster probably won't anytime soon that was a really positive start for him and i know he walked five guys but man he danced through the raindrops and really and truly kept that lineup at bay he never let them get real hard contact he's up near the top of the league in, in, in preventing hard contact actually well he only gave up two hits so i mean you know um he was just he was just wild enough to make things interesting, but he was just wild enough that he was actually getting a lot of um, weak contact and swings right. and misses too. So look, I mean, if you'd have told me before, I said before that game, I said I don't, yeah, you know, I don't like this matchup for Mitch Keller. And he went five innings and um, gave up two runs and seven base runners. wasn't <laughs> conventional mean- Wasn't conventional, but. I, I'll take that every night out against a lineup like that. Absolutely. But you go into a season or a series like this, I, who the hell would say that's a good matchup for Mitch Keller? It's a terrible right. matchup for Mitch Keller. Sure. I just saw what he did in five innings. I don't want to see it again next week. That that lineup is going to get you more often than not. And just you, you have to pitch to it a certain way. And I, I, I got to say, the Pirates pitching staff handled it masterfully. They really did, and they overcame some pretty bad defense along the way. Yeah, it was a it was an interesting uh, series, just because you know you had some some shoddy defense and then some exceptional defense at times. Oh, that Hayes to Chavis play mm. and, and backed it. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever seen a first and third baseman team up on something that pretty. Yeah, that well, should have been awkward. Right. Well, you know, you've got two two guys that um, that are playing positions that you know they're pretty athletic for those positions. You know, right. Chavis Chav- doesn't have the experience over there, but he's not. He's a pretty athletic guy, especially at first base. Um, and what Hayes did on on uh, the front end of that, and then on the back end, and covering still, and just they needed the plays. And then the Reynolds play at home, uh, and and Heineman, what he did on that that catch and tag. I mean, even even that right there is the dichotomy of this team and what they've done in this series. Reynolds bonehead play to set up second and third. Right. And then, you know, ultimately pulls them out of it with a great throw to third or to home for a strike, like just gone. It, It. yeah, I mean, it's it's. Here's the thing too: is like uh, nobody's under any illusions that uh, you know the Pirates are in a situation where they're better than the Dodgers. Um, but I think what you saw is when you get some decent starting pitching, you can put the ball over the over the fence 
a little bit and you make some timely plays on defense, the team doesn't look as bad as they have, you know, starting off the season and that they can, they can play some baseball that's competitive. So, and I don't think that's too much to ask moving forward. I don't either, Jim. So, I mean, I think it's kind of what we've been saying all along. I think we'll like this team a lot better in September than we did in April. I think we just got to see some of it a little early. And I'm kind of excited about it. And I think we should take a quick break. And when we come back, let's kind of pick up with, with that, Jim. Let's start diving into it. Some of these guys are going to come back. What do you do with them? Do you want them to come back? Do we maybe gonna, just say sayonara? Going to be a little bit crowded body-wise. So yeah, let's talk about it. Right, and we are back to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. Jim and Gary with you because I was too lazy to book a guest when I was on vacation and deal with all of that. So we're just talking alone this week, which I think is good because it's not very often we get to just have a happy-go-lucky episode, right? I mean, like- well, yeah, and you know what? Like, we're not big. Like, uh, I think the one thing we try to steer steer clear of on here is kind of recapping series or games. Right, right. But this just this just fell right. Obviously, um, it was a great series, and it actually deserved a little bit of that talk. So, you know, um, yeah. this was perfect, I thought. I think it's kind of part of the overall progression of what we're starting to see as the youth kind of starts to get a chance. And, and speaking of that, when youth starts to get a chance, it tends to be because of injury or it tends to be because of Poor performance, sometimes both, sometimes ghost injury and poor performance, as I suspect with with some of the people we'll mention soon. So the first guy I think we got to talk about, Jim, really is Yoshi Sutsugo. Now I don't think they brought in an adequate replacement. Um, you know, well, you we'll get you, to that. <laughs> we'll, we'll touch on Yu Chang in a bit here, but. <clears throat> I mean, they're not even using him at first base, which is expressly the reason they brought him in, his glove and his versatility and his ability to play in the field. And, you know, and here Chavis has been manning it, which has been all we've been asking for for months anyway. And he's handling it capably, and he is hitting. Uh, How in the world do you return Yoshi Tsutsugo from the I.L.? when he's healthy i mean is it gonna come down to is he better than you chang uh, um you know three four weeks ago i think I, I i had said to to pirate fans and just said you know uh i don't think it's gonna work but i think you're gonna see yoshi get another month and we're, we're we haven't been far away from that and then he got hurt then some of these other guys have come up and they've played and Chavis has continued to hit. You know, um, Gary, I think they could get they they could just get away with DFAing him. I, I don't know that you 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 worry about it. Um, if it if it doesn't and if someone were to claim him, okay. Um, if someone were to claim him, thank God. Yeah, because then because then you're you're 
you're getting a gift with the, the salary situation. Right. But like, I don't know how you look at, you know, Marcano and I'm not saying he's playing first base, but no. I don't know how you look at him or Castillo or even Castro. I don't know Castro's batting average has been bad, but he, you know, he, he's starting to hit a little bit better. He's starting to make more contact. He's, He's kind of starting to settle in now that he's at second base. I almost feel like shortstop was getting in his head a little bit. So it's going to be awful hard to make a cut of one of those youngsters so that you can get Yoshi Susugo in there. I don't I, – I, I think um, – I don't know that I would worry about it. I think I'd DFM and, and just – Yeah, I, I think you have I, to. Um, do I think they'll do it? I don't know. I, I, I still say they're not going to. Um, but I would be on the I would be on the side of doing it. And I think like too, you've got enough guys like that have stepped up and produced a little bit, even in small sample sizes, that they kind of deserve to play a little bit more and see, you know, how it shakes out. What what has Yoshi done to deserve it? It's a little hard for me to sit here and say that that he deserves a shot over anybody else. I don't think he's earned it this year. I think if they brought him back, it would purely be for salary. I'd actually for once be on the side of people that want to talk about Nutting's wallet because that's specifically a move that says, I'm afraid to cut bait with somebody because I paid them. And... I don't yeah. think that that's an acceptable reason to keep a guy around blocking youngsters. So I say move on just like you do. Here's another interesting one because he's kind of out of sight, out of mind, but up until the injury was the best hitter on the team, almost <clears throat> Daniel Vogelback. Right. Well, and, and I think that helps in that regard that, um, granted, Vogelbach's not playing any first base, but uh, he could. He, he could. could. He play, you know, and he takes care of the DH spot nightly, um, as long as you don't want him to leg out any triples and uh, blow out one of those one of those beefy hamstrings of his. But... <laughs> I loved I loved what you said on Twitter the other day, brother. <laughs> you were like, "It's awesome that Vogelbach got his first triple, but it's a shame it almost forced him into retirement." <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> it's it's so like you know, like you talk about baseball players and John Crux old adage that you know told a reporter lady I'm not a I'm not an athlete I'm a baseball player and right. just, he's like the spitting image of that so um, but yeah you know like he takes care of that DH spot um, I think you can yeah it obviously helps you can either put him I I would put him right in the cleanup spot and. Um, I, I mean, I would too, Jim, but like to me, there's another layer to why Vogelbach's safe. At the very worst, I want that on my bench. So, I mean, like, I, I just think he, he, he's somebody who's going to come back from the, D, the IL and, and make the club better. I, I agree. I so think you, they take really... him, you take him back, even if it costs somebody who's a fringe guy, like maybe, okay, Castro has to go back or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, now here's a controversial one because Kevin Newman, and I know we have some time on it yet. 
But what if nobody has really competently locked down shortstop? And I could kind of argue that Castillo has already, in my eyes, done enough to kind of lock himself in at that spot if he needs to. And again, we should also stress, we're not even focusing on like the Mason Martins and O'Neill Cruises. We understand they're part of this equation too. Right. This that's what's interesting about this is that these decisions are already kind of right there without even adding those two names into the equation. Right. Yeah, the Things get really crazy and weird here uh, if they get guys back from the IL. Uh, I mean, we're talking even the Greg Allens of the world and the Kevin Newmans. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's just you got regardless of whether regardless of whether they're good or not, it's a lot of bodies, and you got to sort it out, and you got to make the right decisions, don't you? Yeah, because you know you have to take something like Jack Sawinski, who I think has improved i think he's played really good defense i think he's providing some much needed power but his batting average is pretty abysmal he's striking out a lot and has struggled against lefties yeah that said he does take a professional bat he looks good up there i have a feeling that he's pretty good at making contact when he has to i've seen that out of him he looks like he does a pretty good job of hitting it the other way I've liked what I've seen from Jack Sawinski. But he may be the sacrificial lamb at some point if Cal Mitchell is continuing to hit or Cal Mitchell starts to hit. Yeah, and and I'm okay with that. I think you do take – I look at Sawinski and Castro both as guys that um, probably uh, let them go back down and kind of work on things and still try to refine things. If, if that's, I'd give Cal Mitchell some more time now. I think both, I, I think they've done a good job of um, playing Sawinski and just letting him try to work through things. My fear was that they were not going to let him and he was just kind of, kind of sit. So I'll give him some credit there. No, and I actually, I have liked this kind of aspect of the, of, of the development of certain players. I don't understand where they draw the line necessarily. For instance, Castro gets all these games back to back to back to back to back, starting tons of at-bats, almost like they felt like they were playing catch-up with someone else. And they took those at-bats away from Castillo and Chavis. And, yeah. and that makes me just question basically the direction as far as Okay, why does Castro's development plan say that he gets a ton of at-bats, but Castillo's says he's okay taking every other day off and expected to come back a fresh bat every week, every day? Well, you know, maybe, maybe it's it's maybe it's one of those things where don't you don't try to overcomplicate it and look at they're protecting a Castillo maybe more than they are a Castro at this point. And, you know, I hate to... No, but that could be a point, yeah. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? Like, and, and 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 that makes sense to me from what I'm seeing, if you are going to start prioritizing one over the other, as far as if you, you're going to break a few eggs, you probably want it to be the guys that you are starting to see as maybe uh, a little bit... L- 
a little bit harder uh, to see them long term in the plans. And so you hate to call them sacrificial lambs or anything, but I mean, that's kind yeah, of I what mean, you end, uh, you kind of end up being one of those if you're certain guys. I think, right? I th- I mean, I think that has to be right. I mean, baseball itself, just the way it's set up. It, we always evaluate the top 30. You're always looking at the top 30 prospects, right? I mean, like, there's more top prospects. You're Especially here. At. Yeah, but there's more top prospects than there are actual positions or than there are actual roster spots. And so when you when you look at that sort of thing, of course, some guys are, are not going to make it. Some guys are not going to be the cream of the crop. But I do think, like, what we're setting up for here, and we'll probably talk about this a little bit more in the next segment, is what we're setting up for are some really interesting conversations come this offseason where we've got a good, nice little sample size of Rodolfo Castro, and we've got a good sample size of Diego Castillo and Tuca Pita Marcano, and potentially by then O'Neill Cruz, maybe even Peguero. We're starting to like paint a picture of these guys fighting it out, and and they're not all going to make it. Right. Somebody's not going to be the best. Somebody might be trade bait. Sure, and and then somebody might flame out. Yeah, I mean, so 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 interesting, and yeah, and and we probably should just you know uh, I don't I don't want to make too big a, a deal out of uh, Tucapita Marcano, but I also don't want to not mention how impressive he's been in his short little time, man. I have already seen (laughs) more from him than I thought was in there. And I mean that. Yeah. Gary, you know, like, uh, he, he's a, he's a, first of all, he's a good little all around ball player in the sense of like, he can bunt, he can play good defense. I hit for a little power. He's, he smoked a couple balls off some of the best pitchers in baseball over the fence. Um, plays a pretty mean left field. Yeah. And also has the attitude of like, he's upset with himself when he's not doing something right. Or has right, a, right. a bat where like, um, you know, just that expectation or he has an expectation of himself that he should be, uh, um, you know, producing. So uh, I don't, I just don't want to gloss over it. I don't know if it'll last, but he was a real shot in the arm too. Let me tell you. It's, it's worth noting, man, and I think when we when we come back from this next break, we should probably touch on a little bit more of the continuing youth movement and what's starting to happen in, in the minors even right now that can make this all a lot better. And I think we have a good call your shot that's going to pull us right into it, brother, so we should probably take that break and get back to it. Let's do it. Welcome back to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. Jim, Yu Chang has been so forgettable that we forgot to even bring him up in the first <laughs> segment when we were talking about it. So, yeah, what are they going to do? I mean, like, for instance, I don't know. Everything I read, they said he was brought in for his versatility and ability to play in the field. They haven't played him in the field. 
they're just putting him in there as an automatic out as a DH, almost like. I mean, I, they could use a, a ton of different people for that. I, I don't understand that. Um, so be it. The, how does he keep his job when anybody comes back? I mean, how do you, how do you not just promote somebody right now? I mean, his for God, God bless him because you know pirate fans are already you know, staring at a guy like that under a huge microscope as we acquire him and just ready, ready to hate him if he doesn't produce, which, which isn't very fair, but, uh, bro, I'm already seeing people defending him. Like, Oh, he, it ain't been long enough. You haven't looked at him, dude. Cleveland looked at him. Like, I, I mean, like he's got he, a decent amount of time that he's put in with Cleveland. They, they didn't like him. Yeah, yeah, he had like a decent second half last year and but then he comes in and his first like 10 at bats have been just totally non-competitive. I, I mean just not even remotely looking like a guy who should be on a major league roster. His highlight reel right now is getting hit by a baseball. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean like I don't know what else to tell you and I don't understand the move. I didn't understand the Josh Van Meter move. I don't want to keep like harping on it, but mm-hmm. there's certain things that this team does that I just don't get. I don't see the bigger vision. I guess I don't have to, but I often don't see when I don't understand it. I have yet to see it work out. You know well, I mean? Yeah. You, 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 it, you don't really see it ever working out for the Pirates in, in these types of situations. And then you also have to get to the point where you start saying to yourself as an organization, you know what, I don't know that I want to risk any more guys down in the minors and not protecting them and not putting them on 40-mans. Right. And um, um, that that starts being the precedent. And then if you lose some of these other guys – so be it, you know. There's too many, there's too many guys that we could name right now um, that we should we, we should uh, be talking about or expecting at some point to start seeing them, right? Right. We should. I think we should have full expectation that we're gonna see O'Neill Cruz, and I think he's starting to take hold a little bit of some of the things they were trying to teach him at the plate. I really do. We're starting to see that turn around a little bit. Um, it's been better the last couple of weeks. I'm just seeing a lot of the, the change that I wanted to see. The swing is a little shorter than it was. It's getting to the point where he's striding into the baseball the way he should be. I'm happy with what I'm seeing from him, and I'm not concerned about his numbers because I, I know what they were trying to do. They're trying to train the kid. Yeah. Um, I think we've seen good things from Mason Martin. I don't think Mason Martin's ever going to be a guy that hits 300 and strikes out 15% of the time. I think he's going to hit 250, 260, and probably pop 30 bombs and strike out 35% of the time. I don't care. A lineup needs a guy like that. I expect him to get a shot this year. I hope so. I mean, I was a little um, surprised that um, of some from some of their comments that they didn't see him as soon as maybe I did uh, coming up, but um, uh, and and you know he he hit he hit a, he was doing so well and then he hit a little bit of a rough patch so maybe that caused them to 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 say well we don't want to do it right then anyway but uh, I still think you're I 
I'd be I'd be disappointed if you didn't see him at some point this season. Let me put it to you that way. Cruz I mean, is coming up. He's 22 years old. It's not like he doesn't have more time. Right. It, you know, it's not even I, – I think the reason that everybody kind of glazes over the fact that he's 22 is because, you know, he's already arbitration – or not – not arbitration. He's already roll five eligible, and and that's kind of young to be roll five eligible. And they, you know, they'll definitely protect him next year. He's definitely closer than they perceived this year. So I wouldn't worry about it too too much. Um, but I just don't think that additional training is going to do much for him. I think this is the kind of hitter he is. I'm okay with that. I'd almost rather him just get up here and start getting adjusted to major league pitching. That said, we were just talking about, you know, Chavis has probably earned first base. Mm-hmm. We've already talked about cutting Yoshi before even mentioning Mason's name. You've already got Vogel back as well as a backup. So I don't know. Is it necessary <laughs> right now? No, probably not necessary, um, but I think it will become that as the season goes on, just from a, what you're saying is the standpoint of, don't know that Mason Martin's going to magically turn into a different kind of hitter. So eventually you're just going to want to have to give him that taste and give him a shot and see how he does. And I'll even go one step I'll set the bar even lower for Mason Martin. I think if he hits 235 and hits 25 home runs for as barren of a position as first base has been for the for the Pittsburgh Pirates, I would take it, you know. So yeah. and plays and plays good defense which he which he can do and um, I know people get the defense doesn't matter anymore think i think we just saw that it does so those are just you know those are some factors the defense definitely should matter i mean like they made it a focus last year i'd like to see them care about it this year at least enough to put actual players that can play there um (laughs) but i don't know to me if if he's 22 and they think there's something he can learn and get better at okay i don't Mm -hmm. personally uh, I think he can maybe lock in his K rate at in the 30s in the major leagues, and that's where he's going to be, and I'm fine with that, mm-hmm. really. The, the world needs hitters like that too, I'll say. And, and yeah. I think there's more than enough uh, jobs out there for guys that are going to pop 20 over the wall. I'd rather have those home runs that I feel are major league level home runs up here. That's yeah, and, and 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 here's the other mistake I think people make too is like, you look at a guy like O'Neill Cruz and a, and a guy like Mason Martin, and you can't treat them the same. I think one guy has so much like raw untapped ability that they're trying to figure out like everything about him and where and how he can develop whatever, and a guy that is really projecting as this X type of player, right? And so to talk about calling them up at the same time or one's here and one's not, or they both should be here. Um, I, you know, I think that that's a little bit of a mistake on viewing guys the same. I, and, 
And we all have a tendency to do that sometimes. Sure. I mean, like, if you want to make a decision like, okay, Michael Chavis is our guy when we have a left-handed starter. Mm-hmm. And Mason Martin is our guy when we have a right-handed starter. It's going to be a straight platoon situation. That's what we're going to do. That's how we're going to deploy them. And you feel that's enough at bats for Mason Martin to get. I think I think you pull the trigger on bringing him up. If you're not going to commit to that, where he's going to get that percentage, that lion's share of at bats, I don't want to see that. I really don't. Yeah. And to yeah. be honest, right now I, I'm kind of comfortable seeing a little bit more of Michael Chavis. You know, well, I, you know, until Chavis proves that he can't play. Let's just believe he can play, right? You gotta, yeah. you gotta play him until he, until he shows you otherwise. And I know that there are things that project long term that don't, you know, bode well for the guy that he, that he, he can't, he doesn't get any walks. But it, it, at some point, you just gotta go. Okay, you know what? He just, he just keeps continuing to hit. We're gonna have to play him. Yeah, I, I'm not sure how how much longer they can pretend that that's not a thing. But we'll see. They did it with Castillo way longer than I thought they would. So they didn't. You know, um, I'm glad Newman's a little bit far out still. Um, um, you know, not that he had a setback and all that. I hope he's healthy and whatever. And uh, but it, I don't want that coming in right now. Um, I think Castillo showed enough. I mentioned this last last week that um, I don't know that he's a guy that. Uh, you have to send back down, and I think he can figure it out the major league level. Um, so, and 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 so I, I look at guys like Castro and Sawinski; those are the two that I would earmark uh, as guys that I'd like to see go down and get some more at bats and work on things. I I would probably look at Satsugo, DFAM, and um, hopefully that clears a few things up, right? I mean, yeah. I'll tell you what, Jim, we should probably do our call your shot because Jay asked this question a couple weeks ago, but I think it still applies and kind of proves that he was a little bit psychic too. So, Or psycho, the- depending on how we look at Jay. <laughs> hey, we don't know what kind of truck he was driving or where he was hiding or which <laughs> which official he was stalking. Let's, let's hold off. Hey, boys. Pirates fan forum, all other PFFs are trash. Let's get that straight. Hey, so great game today and just got me thinking, does this team through 10% of the games, early, early overreaction time, does this team through 10% of the games change your outlook on the full season in terms of just total number of wins? Um, for me, I think it does a little bit. Um, I'd say... I was thinking more like 70 wins on the year, and now I feel like 75 is very doable with this bullpen. Um, I do feel like the young guys getting called up is going to give us some more offense. So we're still not at a 500 team, I think, for the year, but um, it's it's enough excitement for me to say 75 wins is a victory. So what are your thoughts? All right, so that was Call Your Shot. That was our buddy Jay out in Colorado. And Represent, representing the Pirates out in uh, the Denver area, so you got to like that. Right. I expect, I especially enjoy being the best of the PFFs. I didn't <laughs> – I never even made the connection, oddly enough. So so there you have it. 
And but, we certainly I, don't want to call anybody trash. That's for sure. So <laughs> that's that's on Jay. Yes, not not again, not this week. <laughs> but we, uh, I mean, he was this. He submitted this a while ago, and and there was I think ten percent of the season was gone. That was kind of irrelevant because I think what what happened here is in his question, he's kind of been proven right. This is exactly what has kind of transpired. The youth has come up. I think they're starting to, to gel and compete a little bit more with each other. And it's just starting to, to look like a more fun team. There's certainly evidence in this last little series they had. But, I mean, what do you think? It, I predicted 70 preseason mostly because I thought this stuff was going to happen. Jay's saying 70 to 75. I mean, I don't know if I want to start creeping that closely to, to 500 in my thought process right now. But but you can see where he's going. You can certainly see where he's coming from. Sure. You, you know, uh, I think this is a good time to mention, because we haven't all uh, – and and maybe this is this is a good thing. Obviously, we haven't mentioned pitching, right? And um, you know, the pitching has uh, helped stabilize some things. And you know, without that, you know, you gotta, you know, look, we we get real caught up in how many innings starters are going. Man, they got to be quality starts, no matter how many innings they are. And so we're 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 getting a little bit more of that. And I think that just goes to show if you can get that, you can be competitive in today's game. Uh, teams, you know, offense is down. Teams are not scoring now. Things are starting to pick up a little bit, as we've even seen with the Pirates. But it's a good, it's a good, um, it's a good example of how just getting guys that can go in there and give you four or five innings and give you a chance helps so much. I agree the pitching has kind of stepped up recently, and the bullpen has kind of been carrying the lion's share of that weight all season. Something we haven't seen in quite some time is the bullpen is good, and then the starting is bad. The starting is good, the bullpen is bad. This year, it feels a little bit more like they're working together. There's at least been a swath of the bullpen that's been good all season. There's at least been one or two of the starters that were kind of at least keeping the ship upright Especially while the other late. three were really struggling. Yeah. Yeah. So I think right now there's a lot to like. I mean, I, I think in, injury permitting because really pitching injuries are what are going to kill them more than anything. Um, I kind of like where they are, and I like the infusion of youth that I still think is coming. Like uh, Jamie Ritchie, uh, I know, is just a – a backup catcher, but they liked his offense better than anybody else they had in camp before spring. He got injured. They like his offense, I think, coming back too. Mm -hmm. I expect him to replace one of those catchers on the team right now. And then on top of that, Ben's is starting to hit. So, yeah. you know, if Ben's hits, he's in AAA. That's a guy right there that I think probably forces his way onto this roster as well because Michael Perez may catch a great game, but he's batting under 100, and that's just beyond sad. It's it's almost 
I don't know what I don't know what the bottom uh, level is for acceptable major league hitting anymore is because it's pretty pretty low at times. Yeah, I mean the Mendoza line has certainly lost its punch. I think. Yeah, but whatever that is, Perez is below that. So yeah, right. Uh, it, it's clutch some, hit, clutch hit in this series. I'll, he, I'll I'll give it to him. But. He did, and I was as as a former. Uh, uh, guy who knows what it's like to struggle with the plate. I was happy for him personally, just that, my God, when, when things are that bad, just to get a hit is, is huge. But, uh, yeah, you know, and, and then we've also got some other guys that, uh, I think there's, uh, yeah, you know, we keep talking about G1 Bay, you know, at some point I would like to see the guy I would hope, but he's a use him or lose him guy. Right. Right. I mean, like, so those I, are I guys know, that I hope we see. You mentioned something very important, though. Uh, pit, uh, injuries right now would uh, totally sink any type of little resurgence they might be having or chance to play some decent ball down the stretch. They're just, they just don't have that kind of depth. It's mostly in the starting realm, too. I think they could probably yeah. recover from uh, a reliever. But uh, not Bednar. <laughs> Bednar they couldn't recover from. <laughs> But a no. starter, you know, I think that I think they would struggle right now. You got Cody Bolton. I again, I, I think we said this last week. I think they probably want to see him pitch a good half season before they even think about it. Yeah. And what are you stuck with? Bryce Wilson comes back up. Yeah. So I mean, that's what you got. Right. So that would be that would be something that would kind of uh, torpedo any any good feels. But um, no, I think what you're going to start seeing is is um, as the season goes on here, we're going to start to see them make some tougher decisions, and let's hope they just make the right ones. Uh, makes you a little nervous that they hold on to some guys a little too long and leave some yeah. other guys not, you know, exposed a little bit. Yeah. Either way, man, I'm really looking forward to the conversations we're going to have next year and. I think as this season goes on, we'll answer more questions as somebody has burned down half of Hilton Head, apparently. <laughs> I hear sirens in the background. The, fir- so. the first podcast that's ever going to be stopped by a fire alarm. So, <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, yesterday, the, actually, the fire alarm went off here in the, uh, in the condo, and we all had to evacuate, and <laughs> we're standing out there like, Wondered what's going on. We're watching the firemen walk tell up me, and down. Tell me it wasn't like middle of the night at least. No, no, it was it was middle of the day. Um, but you know, when you're when you're riding at the beach, you don't really know what time of day it is most <laughs> of the time. So, and who knows what everybody's doing or what level of dress people are in, or you know, <laughs> that's very true. Yeah. So it was a pretty slow evacuation, I would say. And you know, my father-in-law, uh, my in-laws are with us. They actually, they, we came with them. And uh, you know, he's a first responder type guy, so he, you know, it was probably killing him watching how slowly things were developing. You know, <laughs> but good times all, all in all. And uh, Pirates made it better because uh, we sat up listening to the games most nights, and including last night. And. Um, Super fun sitting out there, just old-fashioned listening to a baseball game. Listening to my team go out there and put one on the best team in the league and and just 
make them wear it. I loved it. I really did. It, it yeah. gave me hope for the rest of this season and how fun I think it can be. Yeah, and you know, um, how many times uh, over the years lately have we watched games and you're just watching them and saying, like, there's just no way we can ever compete in a game. And maybe on most nights we still can't. But yeah. for those three nights, they did. And um, it's uh, hopefully just a reminder of, hey, you know, just try to keep closing the gap. That's all you can do. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I said on Twitter the other day, they're, they're a fun, young, frustrating, and inconsistent team. But I think the arrow is pointed up. I do think they're an improving team. Yeah, and, and and if they, hey, you know what? There's probably still an eight-game losing streak in here somewhere coming because sure the, because of those things. And that that, that that's fine this season. I, I expected it if it happens. But I will also say this too, like, hey, uh, Dodgers fans, relax. Come on now, you guys got you guys got everything <laughs> going on. Let us Calm let us down. At, let us at least have a couple days. You know, baseball's already already. Um, done about everything they can for some of these markets so my favorite um, i'm not gonna feel bad for you my favorite tweet was that somebody said their manager should be fired for this series (laughs) i absolutely loved it because there's so many other things there's so many other things he's done that he deserves to be fired for but there's that and i just I, i loved it highly highly entertaining i suggest if if you haven't go back and read comments on the pages from Dodgers fans because uh, they live um, in an alternate reality compared to Pirate fans. That's all I'll say. <laughs> they, they sure do. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It was good stuff and good to see. And one last thing I got to ask you before we get going today. Because sure. it keeps coming up. Um, the run differential is in the toilet. Pirates yeah. have ter- the league's worst run differential. It looks awful. It really does. What what amount of stock do you put in that? It's a good predictor, I think, but it seems to me that it, it kind of doesn't take a lot of things into account. Like, how many times did you give up six or seven runs having position players finish out games? Is the team anywhere near what it was when the season started? I mean, have you replaced half the roster? You know... I'm not sure how good of a predictor it is if you're a team that's just not normal because you're in the middle of a big <laughs> metamorphosis. Well, the Pirates definitely definitely aren't normal. Um, man, you know, I know people are really uh, shocked or dug in on this, which feels strongly one way or the other. I don't. Sometimes I look at it, and I do think it matters. And then other times I, you know, if I start considering some things, then, you know, I tend to back off that a little bit, you know? So I, I do look at it like, look, bad or good teams don't typically get completely, completely embarrassed three or four times a year. So I think it's some, whatever reflection, but the pirates are also doing things that other teams aren't doing or necessarily care about. So I think, I think, I think you can go, I I know this is a cop out. I think you can make a case that it's, it's a mixed bag. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's probably more of a, um, 
instructive tool to see why you ended up where you ended up as opposed to predicting where you're going to be, uh, especially when you're a team like this. And for instance, like Cincinnati just laid 20 on somebody. Does that matter? <laughs> I mean, like, it yeah, doesn't I make mean, that that doesn't make that team any good. No, and it's going to happen. I mean, at least, you know, once a year to somebody. But um, what would probably be good is like instead of God, we break down everything else is how about let's like. What about run differentials per month? You know, like, let's right. see if there's, you know, let's see if there's been, hey, if that starts to improve, then you can look at that and say, okay, well, you know what? The, the, for whatever reason, whether it was injury, health, slow start. That's probably a good idea. That's more of a progressive thing as opposed to a, yeah. a running total. Well, yeah. in baseball, especially, I mean, we're talking how many months? I mean, right, right. 162 games over what five six months of a season you you certainly should be probably looking at it that way that that makes sense to me man hey that's it's been a good conversation but i'm gonna get back to beaching it up here. yeah 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 my wife has been dressed nice the whole time and she's standing there like right now like come on (laughs) it's time to go i want to get over there so we're gonna head on out here and um jim before we do how do people get a hold of you brother yeah, man. Twitter all the time. Uh, Pittsburgh sports all the time. Pittsburgh all the time. So Steelers, Penguins, Pirates, and Pitt. And uh, love talking sports with everybody. And um, guys, appreciate all the support. You guys are, are phenomenal, and we couldn't be uh, more pleased with the direction of the show. So thanks. Yeah, it's been great. And uh, thank you for bearing with the palm trees and everything. I I thought it was nicer than looking at a wall, but Jim immediately got offended, and you know, I feel bad. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. But good stuff, and thank you to my in-laws. This has been a great week. We really had a nice time with you. So, um, hey, catch me on Twitter. I'll probably be a little bit more active on it next week than I have been this week, and at least I'll be a little more sober when I do so. So until next week, Ben, take it away, brother. Yes, yes, yes.